You're listening to the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. Now here's your hosts, Kevin, Derek, and Alex. Alrighty, guys. Welcome into another episode of the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Derek, and I am joined, as always, by your co-hosts, Kevin and Alex. Guys, we've got a great show for you tonight. We're going to hit up the NFL news and some happenings going on around the league. We've got a little bit of fun for you. We're going to talk the most underwhelming take of the preseason, a take that might appear a little bold, but uh, is way too probable for it to be bold. Uh, We're going to get to that But before we do, if you haven't done so already, please hop onto the YouTube and subscribe to the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast YouTube channel. Alrighty, guys. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, head on over, hit up some NFL news there, and then we'll get to our our underwhelming takes for 2021. But starting with some NFL news, Jonu Smith did not finish practice after an apparent hamstring injury playing out there in the rain. Jamison Crowder renegotiated his contract to stay with the Jets. The Eagles signed another quarterback, Nick Mullins. Nikhil Harry is uh, fighting for a roster spot out there in New England. Uh, Mike Zimmer says that Irv Smith's role will not grow in 2021. Russell Wilson says that he did not request a trade. The Eagles running back coach downplays an every down back. Deshaun Watson's uh, saying that he wants to go to Denver per some reports. And Gardner Minshew is no longer a mullet man. Guys, your thoughts on the news. Kind of an underwhelming week again, which <laughs> I still contend is good news, right? Like, Janu, you don't want to see hamstring injuries just because they nag, right? Like, it's just one of those things, I guess. Um it's a good thing that it happened now because at least the the Patriots uh, medical staff has tons of time to baby him along, get him on rehab. But um, to kind of piggyback off of that, a lot of the reports, uh, they've been super excited with Johnny Smith and what he's been able to do. Um, and I know when we broke down uh, the Patriots, we kind of thought it'd be Hunter Henry 20 to 20 and maybe Johnny Smith um, inside the red zone. Uh, we might have to walk that back a little bit, guys. Like, I think the Patriots have some other things in store here for Johnny Smith. So, um, that's going to be exciting. Jamison Crowder, you know, uh, it's very interesting. Like the Jets said before all this got done that they wanted him to take a 50% pay cut. And then pretty quickly after that all released, the re- renegotiated last I checked over the cap, that it wasn't updated yet. So I'm not quite sure what it adjusted to. He was, he did have a cap hit of about $11 million. So we'll see what that gets adjusted down to. Um, you know, uh, Nikhil Harry fighting for a roster spot. I get it. He hasn't been the Patriots darling, but mark my words, he will leave new England and he'll find a roster somewhere else. And, and I suspect he will have much more success somewhere else. Nikhil Harry is talented guys. he, hasn't quite fit what Belichick wanted him to be, but that doesn't mean that he's not a talented, uh, he's a talented young kid. I think he's only 23 years old. So there's a lot of football left in him. You know, he's going to get another shot being a first round pick. Some team will pick him up and, and work him out there. So uh, hell he might end up on the Eagles. They're signing just about anybody who who's available here at the moment. So that's always possible as well. Other than that, I'd love to see Deshaun Watson in Denver. I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers in Denver. I'd love to see anybody in Denver, not named Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. So, um, you know, it, 
you never know. We'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, I'm not holding my breath on that one. Here's the deal with Deshaun Watson. And I caught Florio. He was on the Dan Patrick show that I listened to on my way into work this morning. And what needs to happen uh, is the NFL needs to say what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson before teams can really go in and see um, what it is that they want to offer. Um, because if he's going to have a suspension or some other form of discipline, uh, that's going to scare teams away and the Texans aren't going to want to do business. Uh, No teams are going to want to do business with the Texans. So uh, the NFL needs to get their ducks in a row before I think we find out where Deshaun Watson is playing next year, be it in Houston, be it in Denver, be it somewhere else. Um, And that was, that was, you know, kind of the, that was exactly what Florio said this morning uh, as I was listening to it. So um, there's, that's a, just, Ugh, man, what a situation um, that they they just got to figure that out. Um, otherwise, the rest of it, yeah, as Kevin said, kind of a uh, ho-hum week for, for news. Um, still waiting to see that, that uh, the equivalent, I guess I don't know who it would come from in the NFL, but in the NBA, you know, they have, they have Woj bombs. Um, still waiting to see that one happen with uh, Rodgers to Denver, but uh is that the show? Well, Maybe a Schefter bomb. Yeah, Schefter bomb. You know Schefter yeah. will get that one. <laughs> and uh, I just—it's just seeming like it's gonna happen less and less. Yeah, unfortunately, the Broncos are ready to roll. They just need a quarterback to at Man, the helm. End of, end of April, though, I was so all in on that, and now yep. I'm not. <laughs> yep. uh, one of the things that struck me as kind of kind of interesting out there was uh, Mike Zimmer coming out and saying that Irv Smith's role will not grow in 2021. Uh, interesting to me, simply from the standpoint that Kyle Rudolph had a fairly big role in that uh, in that offense last year, and he's no longer in town. Um, did that uh, that ring any bells for you guys? Coach, speak. Yeah, I've listened to enough Zimmer press conferences to know that uh, you can take about 5% of what he says as um, what he's actually thinking. Uh, the other 95%, just he's just up there so he doesn't get fined. Like, seriously, <laughs> that is how Mike Zimmer treats talking to the media. Fair enough. Um, any, uh, any thoughts on the Eagles running back coach downplaying the, uh, the every down back, uh, thought and, uh, and tactic for that. And what do you guys make of that for Miles Sanders for 2021? It's not like new Miles Sanders to begin with. <laughs> it's not Fair a enough. new thing. And, and I'll get into this actually with my underwhelming take, but the every down back, we obviously we've seen that that's kind of gone away. Um, but, uh, here in a second, I will tell you why I think it's going to make – well, every down back is probably not going to make a research, but why I think that the running back will have a better year this year. All righty. Well, Alex, perfect segue. Let's go ahead and head on over to most underwhelming take. So with the underwhelming take, it's a take that on the surface seems bold, but when you actually think about it, it makes way too much sense for it to be bold – so, guys, let's go ahead and hit up. What is your underwhelming take? The Pittsburgh Steelers will not make the playoffs, and Mike Tomlin will be fired at season's end. All right. 
That one does feel bold. <laughs> that one does feel a little bold. Give me the breakdown on it. Okay. Offensive line is in shambles. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't want to far- throw the ball further than six yards down the field. Um, the defense can only keep them in so many games. You have a healthy uh Baltimore Ravens team, which is going to be motivated to kind of avenge a couple ass whoopings they took from the Steelers last year. The Cleveland Browns are going to be looking to, uh, I guess, springboard off of their success last year. On top of the fact that the AFC at the top of that division or conference is really good, guys. You have Buffalo still there. You have the Colts now who made the playoffs last year, but now with Carson Wentz and, and bringing that team back, obviously you have the Kansas city chiefs. You have Justin Herbert leading the chargers. Um, who knows what's going to happen with the Broncos outside of the quarterback position. They have a playoff caliber roster. Um, and you can't ever count out Bill Belichick and the new England Patriots. Like there's a lot of dogs in the hunt. And, and I think Pittsburgh will be in the hunt for that. But when it all comes down to it, um, I think this team will implode on itself and the Steelers will be left on the outside looking in. Fair enough. And when you think about it, too, right, like you're talking division, the Browns had a very good season last year and you could look at them potentially improving the Dolphins, a team that just missed the playoffs last year. Uh, They made some moves and, and improved as well. So I I, I can get behind that. And I could see that as being in a uh, a take that appears bold on the surface. Alex. I'm, I was with you for 50% of it. I still think Tomlin's got a job next year, even if they miss the playoffs. Uh, that's just because that's how Pittsburgh does business. They don't really fire their coaches uh, after a bad season. But I, who knows? Who knows? Uh, so I was going back and forth here on um, what I was going to say for this. Um, I thought, um, probably like the easy way out would be to say that some of these single season records are going to fall, going to see a single season record set single, an individual single season record set, right? Because of the extra game, you know, and then I started looking at some of the individual season, season or single season records. And uh, a lot of them are they're pretty untouchable really <laughs> when, when it comes down to it, even with, 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 with the extra game, you know, Peyton Manning's passing yards from 2013, 5,477. That's all yards for 16 games. And he had 55 touchdowns that year. Um, LT's Brady will break that this year. Okay. LT's 28 rushing touchdowns in 06. That one I think is untouchable. Michael Thomas's 149 receptions. That one feels a little uh, untouchable as well. So the one that I was thinking about um, that could fall would be Eric Dickerson's 2105. Um, and last year, uh, Derrick Henry was 78 yards shy of that, uh, that mark an extra game. He probably gets those 78 yards, but it took so many things going right for him to, uh, to get even to the 2000 yard mark, uh, that I'm not sure that I'd be willing to say that. I, I feel like it's still too bold not as plausible um, to say, but I did start going down a rabbit hole with that. And I started looking and I think guys, we will see the return of the prestige of the thousand yard rusher. Uh, And I think we're going to see 
20,000 yard rushers next year. That's that's a high number <laughs> considering there was uh, nine last year and there was plausible 14 guys with an extra game, 14 or 15 guys with an extra game that probably could have gotten there. Um, but I, I think that we will see 20 1,000 yard rushers with the help of an extra game with the way that teams are sharing the load now uh, with some of these with some of these running back rooms have plus the game is being played at a faster rate. We're seeing more plays run, uh, which I'm going to, I think Alex went and broke the internet with his uh, spicy take there. No, I like I'm, that back. Take. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. All right. He gone. I'm back. <laughs> going I'm back. I'm going. I'm back. I like, no, I'm back. I, I like this. Thing. I like it. I, yeah. I, like I, I don't actually know what the record is. He and he's still talking. He's going. <laughs> he's going after it. Alex, we're so sorry. Are you, are you back with us, sir? I think so. Hey, there he is. I was going, uh, but there was a year in two thousand. Hold on, I'm trying to find my article that I pulled up. Uh, I believe it was in two, either 2000 or 2001. In 2000, there was 23 players that reached the 1,000-yard rushing mark. So 20 wouldn't be the record uh, for a single season, but I still feel like we're going to see close to 20, if not 20, guys hit that 1,000-yard mark. And it won't all be running backs either. Ooh, he's throwing Lamar Jackson in there. And Kyler. Ooh, Kyler's going over a thousand too. Nah, uh, not according to my projections, but I can see see uh I can see a world where he could get there. I can see a world where he <laughs> can get there. But I don't. not anywhere in my projections. <laughs> I, I I don't. Kyler loves to throw the ball. I mean He does. And that's the biggest difference. Yes, he's extremely extremely mobile. He has the athleticism to do it, but I don't think that Kingsbury is going to allow for that to take place. Right. Right. So my underwhelming take, right? A take that may appear bold on the surface, but uh, when you dive down into it, it actually starts making a lot of sense is that Clyde Edwards, Alaire will be the guy that everybody drafted him to be last year. Right. So you look at where he started going. Um, Kevin's Kevin's ecstatic about that one. So a couple of things behind this one, right? When when you really start looking at it, he finishes running back 22 on the year and really didn't have a yeah, as much work as I think everybody thought that he was gonna have coming into it, right? His passing work might have been similar to what they thought, but his rush attempts were only about 180 rush attempts. Well, I think that'll pick up. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They have a notoriously hard offense to learn coming into the league, right? Like it's not one of those. It's not a playbook that you can pick up and, and digest and get it right away. Typically, you see guys come in there and it typically takes them about a half season to a full season to really get that. Now, where you'll see Clyde Edwards Alaire take a step forward is that you'll see more rushing work for him. I think you'll easily see him get up probably about 220 to 230 as far as rushing attempts go, 
pushing him up into one of those guys Alex was just talking about being over a thousand yards. But where you'll really see the uptick come is going to be in the rushing side of things, the rushing work there, only having four rushing touchdowns. And you look at how he got those four rushing touchdowns. It was one of those, his line didn't do him many favors when it came down to it. When they started getting down into the red zone, you saw him kind of get stuffed a little bit. The line not really making holes for it. You'll see him pump, uh, you know, pop a few more in there, probably up there around about 10 Um 10 rushing touchdowns and you'll see him get a little bit more passing work as well. Having gotten a little bit better learning that system and becoming more pro uh, proficient in the past pro for Kansas city. So I easily see Clyde Edwards, Alaire getting up into RB one territory. And I'm going to say, I even see him finishing top 10 this year. So that's, that's where I've got it for an underwhelming take. By the way, not on this show, but on another show that we uh, appeared on, uh, we had to give bold takes, uh, mm-hmm. but they were they were plausible, right? Bold takes, but that were plausible. Uh, and that was uh, I, I could have resorted to that one, in which I said that all four NFC West teams will qualify for the playoffs this year with the expanded format. Uh, but I decided to go uh, with with the thousand yard rusher one instead. Though I still do believe it's gonna take a lot of things to go right but i still think it's possible we could see four teams from one division qualify for the playoffs yeah and i think that division be that old nfc west if it happens that's where i see that one coming from so well guys any final thoughts for the listeners not really this week stay tuned um Enjoy your rookie drafts. I know there's still some being sprinkled in after the the melee of initial rookie drafts right after the NFL, but there's still some being sprinkled in. Um, I'm in a work league where we're doing one right now. Um, I took a single quarterback. I took Kyle Pitts at the 103. I'm really happy about that. So we'll see how all that goes. I traded away my second rounder for uh, Cortland Sutton last year. So, so Cortland Sutton's my second round pick this year. Since he was, well, I, that's, it didn't that's last how, year, but it's good. Well, yeah, it didn't last day. year, but right now, yeah. hell, I, that's my draft pick essentially because he didn't play last year really. So I got Kyle Pitts and Cortland Sutton are my first and second round pick. So we'll we'll see how that shakes out. But as always, guys, if you have questions, let us know. I've What, Derek, between the two of us, have we done <laughs> – 75 rookie drafts now uh easily so easily i mean well well versed in in these rookie drafts and kind of what to expect around each round not only that but who to take in different scoring formats so if you have any questions please feel free hit us up on on twitter hit us up on facebook hit us up on our website uh, you know at good old boys ff right like we are there we're more than happy to share our opinion and kind of walk you through that decision-making process. Absolutely. It was funny that you mentioned that when you, when you say how many rookie drafts it's, it's verging on, I, I, I knew that I, I was starting to verge on the almost too many side of things when, uh, when I got to a draft and I had a, I had an idea of everybody that was in the room, not fully like we tend to talk about, know your, know your room, know who you're drafting with, but I called every one of the picks correct all the way up to the 206 in a 12 person team through the first 
yeah, and finally 207, they they stumped me. But um, it was one of those going into it. I actually just went, you know what? Let's just see how close we can get here. I had picked right all the way up through uh, the first, uh, what is that, 18 picks or whatever, um, which I felt pretty pretty happy about. And then realized, too, that I've done a ton of drafts to the point where I can call it like that. So uh, absolutely, hit us up with your questions. Uh, I know we all have a lot of fun uh, giving takes and, and helping people through that. Yeah, the, the motto of the show is cash and trophies. So let us help you win some cash and trophies out there. But guys, I do believe that that's going to wrap up yet another episode of the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. Like Kevin said, hit us up on the socials at Good Old Boys FF. If you haven't done so already, please hop over onto YouTube, hit the subscribe button over there. We greatly appreciate that. Trying to make that push towards that thousand subscriber um, total mark. So we appreciate any help that you can give us there. For Kevin and Alex, I'm Derek. Have a good one. Be safe.